Welcome to the 510 podcast. I am Heidi Matheson, and my goal in the next five to 10 minutes is to bring you some encouragement from the Word of God. In Ephesians 5 verse 10, Paul tells us to find out what pleases the Lord. And the writer of Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So together, let's strengthen our faith with the Word of God. In Romans chapter 14 and 15, the Apostle Paul introduces us to a very interesting topic. The NIV translation calls it disputable matters. The New King James translation tells us to avoid disputes over doubtful things. Now this is a really important topic for us to get to grips with as we mature in our faith. It's this idea that there are certain aspects of Christian life that we don't have clear direction on from Scripture. And it is acceptable to agree to disagree with other Christians on these topics. Now, we're not talking about the most fundamental topics of the Christian faith. For example, salvation is through Christ alone by faith, or the truth of the resurrection of Jesus. Those topics are indisputable matters. Wherever there is clear guidance in Scripture, we need to obey Scripture. But there are some disputable matters that are not quite so important for us to agree on. So I want to talk through some sections from Romans chapter 14 and 15. But I really want to encourage you to go and read the full chapters for yourself to get a deeper understanding. These chapters give us some invaluable wisdom for navigating relationships within the church. I'll be reading from the NIV translation. So Romans 14 verses 1 to 3. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Now let me just say first off, this is not saying that vegetarians have a weak faith. We need to remember that Paul is talking to a mixed audience. Some of his listeners were Jews and some were Gentiles. The Jews had been raised on law which forbade the eating of pork. The Gentiles were not. Now in various areas of scripture, it's made clear that it wasn't necessary for the Gentiles to follow Jewish practices in order to become Christian, for example, circumcision. And eating pork was one of these practices. Paul is saying here that the faith of the Gentiles might allow them more freedom than the Jews to eat meat, while the faith of the Jews, who've learnt from childhood that it's wrong to eat meat, may not allow them to do so. The eating of meat has become a disputable matter because it's no longer a forbidden practice. And the eating of meat is simply used as an example of the type of issue that is considered disputable. In our lives, there will be many other issues. And Paul is telling us here to accept one another without quarreling over these issues. Right, let's move on to verse 4 and 5. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be 
fully convinced in their own mind. As Christians, we are all God's servants, accountable to the Lord, who is our master. And therefore we should not be judging one another on these types of issues, but rather allowing one another to follow our own convictions, being fully convinced that we are doing what God has called us to do. Now this is not an excuse to involve ourselves with sin. That is a completely different matter for discussion. Scripture is very clear that if we see a fellow Christian heading down a sinful path, then we need to take action. Romans 14 and 15 is not talking about sin. It's talking about lifestyle choices that don't involve sin, but are simply a matter of preference. What's important here is our personal conviction. If we believe that God has instructed us on an issue, then we need to follow that conviction and obey God rather than following dogmatic rules that have been made by people. For example, Samson in the Old Testament was instructed to never cut his hair. That was an important instruction for him personally and for other Nazarites, but was not a dogmatic blanket instruction for all Israelites. Okay, Romans chapter 14 verses 12 and 13. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ has died. Friends, you and I are ultimately accountable to the Lord for all of our actions and our words. We need to make sure that we are doing right before Him and not before people. And we need to be sensitive to people who might have different opinions to us. For example, if you know that a certain action is likely to cause offence to someone else, then do the loving thing. Don't abuse your freedom and do what you want in their presence just because you can. You might put a stumbling block or an obstacle in their way. Be sensitive when they're around. Be kind with your actions and your words. Flaunting your freedom is not loving. Verses 19 and 20. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. Now Paul continues his food analogy here, but disputable matters are not only about what we eat. Whatever we do, we should endeavor to allow peace to reign, not arguments and disagreements. We should not destroy the work that God is doing in someone else's life because we have a different opinion. So as an example, my husband and I made a decision when we married that we would never drink alcohol, nor would we ever have it in our home to offer to others. Now in some Christian communities, this is a common practice, but in other Christian communities, particularly in the part of the world where we live, it is unusual for Christians to abstain from alcohol. We have some really good personal reasons for this decision, but it's not based on scripture. The only clear guidelines scripture gives us on this matter is that we shouldn't drink to excess 
or we shouldn't get drunk, as Paul says in Ephesians 5.18. And there are other verses in Proverbs and Isaiah that warn against drinking too much. But my husband and I have a personal conviction that we shouldn't be drinking alcohol. We don't judge others who drink. We don't forbid others, including our adult children, from drinking. If someone came to dinner at our house and bought a bottle of wine, they would be welcome to drink it with their dinner. We're not going to argue this matter with anyone. We might share why we have a personal conviction, and we would definitely step in if we saw a loved one drinking alcohol to excess, but we wouldn't expect anyone to adopt our conviction. It is a disputable matter, and we won't quarrel about it. What is important in these matters is unity, love, and acceptance. Where there is no clear guidance given in Scripture, it is not imperative that we all agree. Our motivation should be to serve the Lord. The final verses that I want to leave you with are from Romans 15, verses 5 to 7. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Friends, don't let disputable matters create strife or envy or arguments between you and your Christian brothers and sisters. Agree to disagree in love and in unity. If the issue has nothing to do with sin and there's no clear guidance in scripture, be tolerant of one another's opinions and create space for others to have their own convictions. Make sure that you are true to your convictions and that you are listening to God's voice for you. Thank you for listening. I hope you were encouraged today. You can find the 510 podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you found today's encouragement helpful, please subscribe and consider sharing it with a friend.